Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Here's a fun way to start this caravan of garbage episode on the amazing Spider-Man 2, Mason. This is from director Mark Webb. Himself. Thwip, thwip. That's thwip, his catchphrase. That's what, yes. That's what, that's thwip, it. thwip, I've got something to say, he would say. <laughs> he said he wanted to create a universe. Do the, do, the, do the thwip, thwip. Oh, thwip, thwip. Yes. Thwip, thwip, Mason. I've got, I, thwip, thwip, I've got something to say. Terrific. <laughs> I want to create a universe that can withstand and anticipate future storylines while also working in and of itself for one movie. How do you think this, uh, this movie fares? Please leave a like. How do you think this movie fares in that regard? Please leave a like. Please do. A lot of setup. Let yeah. me tell you, in this movie, I tell you what, that felt very synergistic. That felt very company man. I don't know what Mark Webb is like as a man. Probably a very nice man, mm. but it was very much like we've got to, we've got to cover all the demos and we've got to mm-hmm. set up multimedia franchise opportunities. You can see my my performance analysis chart. Mm. It's a it's a pie chart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, this is a mess, and I do have good things to say about some of it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> there's there's two and a half villains. There's, there's more than that. Yeah, no, there kind of <laughs> is. Um, you know, there's Electro, there's Harry Osborn, there's a, there's Rhino, there's the setup of the Sinister Six. Uh, you're forgetting the Black Cat, which is sometimes a villain. Oh, that's right. You yeah. are forgetting Alastair Smythe, the Spider Slayer. Yeah. You are forgetting Doctor Cuffter. You're forgetting the uh, the Basement of Origins. <laughs> the Basement of Origins. There's a subway car full of secrets. <laughs> I have questions about that. Maybe we'll get to those later. Um, we're forgetting about Aunt May is sad that she's not a good parent and also she doesn't like being a mature age student at nursing school. Mm. Uh, she's we- making a goal, but that's a good thing. It's right? good for you. Oh, yeah, exactly. We're forgetting Gwen Stacy's going to Oxford. Going to Oxford. Um, I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. It's got a great start, I have to be honest. The, yeah. Not the plane crash, right? No, I quite like the plane crash. Get, no, just no. Why are they doing that? Because they also leave Peter Parker so casually. Yeah. For literally planning to never see him again. I'll tell you why they're doing it, James. Mm-hmm. It's for the Sony Vio sponsorship in the <laughs> middle of the plane crash. I quite like it. Like, there's look, I have a note here that says I, I, it, it looks good, and they're doing, the, they're obviously doing the tilt the set thing, or the, or the going up in an actual plane thing, whichever one, or, or CGI, whatever is cheapest, because they're bouncing all about That's the true. set, and it looks really great. But I love this. It a looks scene. like the Australian TV show Tilt the Room. It looks exactly like Tilt the Room. That's, what, is that still going? Yeah. Do they continuing I'm Tilt the Room? I'm watching it right now on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but what I liked about it is I, I, I felt like they clearly had the money for this sequence because there's a moment where Richard Parker and like the 
the, the assassin, I think, on the plane are fighting over his laptop and clearly they've received a, a, an instruction from the director. It's like, hey, can you tilt, can you tilt the laptop so everybody can see it says Vio? Yeah. Uh, you, it's upside down. Switch it again. I don't think I've ever seen a Sony Vio outside of a JB Hi-Fi. There's a local reference. Have you? No, never. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm sure they're fine, but like, I don't... Is it? Are they? <laughs> Oh, just FYI, folks, uh, we're being paid by Sony Vaya for that. That's that right. was our testimony. <laughs> that was that was her testimonial there, folks. It's fine, I think. <laughs> Probably good. I don't know. But I think the the true opening to this, uh, the web swinging through New York City, mm-hmm. is some of the best web swinging we've ever seen in Spider-Man, even to this day. And sure, where's he dropping from at the start? Is he dropping out of that plane that's still crashing? Sure is. Because he's certainly up very high. Yeah. But th- you can see, like, the ripples on the suit. He will do, like... Hand over hand, like like scrabbling up a web as yeah, he's yeah, moving yeah. along. He'll do walk the dog. He'll do <laughs> baby's cradle or whatever yep. it is. <laughs> that triangle one. He'll do about. a third yo-yo trick. Around the world. Around the world, baby. <laughs> I just think it's really good. I Genuinely. Agree. It's probably falling off a helicopter, right? Yeah. Mm. He's also dicking around too much because he's late for his like for his graduation. Right. But at the same time, he's just like chatting to the rhino. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm just at your window. Just web the brake. What are you doing? <laughs> sure. This is a truck careening through peak hour New York City and he's like, we're just having fun here. I'm a fun guy. Just kill him and crash the truck. <laughs> Who's going to know? No one. Snap his neck, tilt the truck over, be like, you must have died in the crash. <laughs> I don't know. You can't stop me. I'm above the law. I'm Spider-Man. I'll end all of you. Do you like the new suit? Is it different? It's completely different. What are you talking about? It's, right. it's like <laughs> night and day, literally. Then yes, I do. I love it. <laughs> I think it's cool. <laughs> is that because they wanted to make it more in line with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans or like the... I just think the comics in general. But yeah, yeah. it's because it's like it's big white eyes. It's a lot yeah. brighter in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, in the street, who does he meet? Who does he happen to come across? Oh, just just absolute nerd. <laughs> just absolute poindexter, Max Dillon. Yeah. What I love about... Again, we, we were in this era where they couldn't commit to true comic book silliness, I think. Sure. It's a, it's a fascinating design for Electro. Like, it's such a weird take, I think. But also... It's just a lot of Dr. Yeah. Manhattan at times. Yeah, it is a little Especially bit. like when he's coming in and out of stuff and he's rebuilding exactly. his body. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's odd that... And it, his teeth. Yes. At, at, at this point, they were like... Because in the, in the comic book, Max Dillon becomes Electro because he's an ordinary, like, electrical lineman. Yep. He is struck by lightning as he falls onto a high-tension power line. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's ridiculous. So I think how he should get his powers is he should be holding on to an electrical cable as he falls into a tank full of genetically modified electric eels. Makes more sense to me. Right. Uh, what and I love nanites. Ab- probably. <laughs> probably nanites. What I also love about that scene is like leading up to it, knowing that there is a basement full of origins like in this movie. Yes. That was bound to happen. He was going to fall into something. It's a, it's a, <laughs> such an odd place to work, right? <laughs> tank full of electric eels in the power department. That's, once again, some big Flintstone <laughs> vibes there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I also think the idea of Spider-Man fighting an electric boy, mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. Uh, in Times Square yes. is an excellent concept. Sure, Like, yeah. visually, there's yeah, a lot yeah. you can do there. You can show so many, like, product placements. Absolutely. Some of them even, like, stay lit as others get, like, fried out. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't fry a Sony Vio. <laughs> tell, you, tell you that much. The scene where Spider-Man rescues a bunch of people, like, he he, uh, he captures, like, that, that careening car in his web, sure. and then he rescues all the people from being electrocuted on the set of stairs. That is visually spectacular. I know they, you know... It's spectacular it, Spider-Man. Thank visually you. spectacular Spider-Man. That's what I meant. And, you know, a lot of visual effects involved, but obviously it does look great. It does sort of imply that Spider-Man can move faster than the speed of light, but whatever. 
Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's fine. I think it's fine. He can not only he can not only move faster than the speed of light. He can perceive things faster than the speed of light. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Mm. Yeah, and like uh, after a lot of that electro stuff, the movie delves back into mystery. And one of the points I knew this movie might have been in a little bit of trouble. One of the one of the many points journey into mystery. Yes. <laughs> was the moment where Peter Parker, like, he, he does his, his mystery wall of, like, he's trying to figure things out. He's like, who's a spy? Who's not a spy? I've got so much red tape here. And there's a montage of that. And then straight after, there's a montage of, of him trying to get his web shooters to, like, not be electrified. Oh, sure. And it's, like, back-to-back montages of it him is. trying to figure shit out. There's a, there's it's a, stupid, Mason. This is un, this is unrelated to the movie in any way, but during one of those montages, there's a song playing, it's mm-hmm. like a kind of like folksy kind of like male vocal song, and I'm like, is this Mumford and Sons? Is this Mumford and Sons? So I shazammed it, and it's a song called "Gone, Gone, Gone" by Philip Phillips, and it's got five. Okay, m- that's there's too many of the same word in what you just said. I know, then. right? <laughs> but nevertheless, it's got five million shazams. And I am 100% certain that that's because it's 5 million people who watch this movie and go, is that, that Mumford and Sons? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mumford sure, and Sons? I don't need to know what this is. Sure it's not Mumford yeah, and Sons? You might be right. It's magic though. Is that what you're saying? That song to you is magic? Yeah. I want to talk about magic. Oh, I see what that you're saying. That was a segue. That was a segue. Into magic blood. Mm-hmm. Um, now, at magic blood is famously something that has been used before by Robert Orsi and Alex Kurtzman. May I say? Is it Star Trek Into Darkness? Or it is. is that afterwards? Uh, it's, yeah, I think it's it's around now. It might okay, be slightly sure. before, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because Kurt, of course, in that movie... What happened is they put it up on their writing notice board. Mm-hmm. They were like, Mag- we've got to fit magic blood into a script. Mm. So they just put it in a bunch of scripts and they put them out there and then they all got sold at once. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, people are going to see a pattern. Oh, Un- no. Unsend email? <laughs> It's too late. It's too late. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, in that movie, Kirk, Kurt, sorry, his name's Kurt, isn't it? Who Captain Kurt. Uh, Captain Kurt, yes, sure. He dies mm-hmm. famously by getting so many radiations. Mm-hmm. And then they go, wait a minute, just pump this dude full of magic blood. Here he is, he's back. Yeah. This time around, Spider-Man's origin is tied in directly to the science behind the spider that bit him mm-hmm. because it's got his DNA because his dad made it because his dad's a super scientist. And that blood, uh, that combination of things turned him into a Spider-Man. But Dane D. Hahn's like, excuse me, I'm the Green Goblin in this one. I've sure. got the Green Goblin disease, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad do- It's gobbling me up. <laughs> it's gobbling up all me cells. <laughs> and I was like, Hence the name. <laughs> Guys? <laughs> Anyone? Uh, I'm fired. Oh, no. I mean, you're fired. <laughs> Side note, there is a moment where he goes to the Ravencroft facility to break out Electro, and Harry Osborne paper-thin form of fashion model just incapacitates two guards. Oh, he does too, doesn't just he? wham-wham. And he's, he's got that goblin disease that's killing him. He's got the goblin disease, yeah. He just goes for it. Okay, let's talk about the green goblin. Um, Wait, where were you going with that, that other thought? I don't know, magic blood, something. Who gives a shit? But he's got... <laughs> just give him the blood, Peter. Just give him the blood. Well, he it's shouldn't because he turned him into a goblin. What's the worst? What's the? Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's not bad. No. But here's the thing. I reckon if you'd just given him the blood earlier. He would have not put it directly in him. He would have tried to figure something out. No, I reckon he would have put it directly in him, but he also, he'd be a goblin, but he wouldn't be mad about it. Okay. If you'd just given him the blood, he would have been like, I'm the goblin now, but feeling pretty good, so I'm not not even mad about it. I'm going to go day to day with this. Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) I like my new hair. I like my new look. (laughs) He looks like Evil Ed. Yep. Fright Night. I remember. Somebody should look up his bio. Not here. Don't show it here. Don't show it. Don't show it whoever's editing this video. <laughs> it's Ben. Thanks Thanks for not putting it in, Ben. It's rude. <laughs> it's very rude. Uh, but yeah, he has retroviral hyperplasia. Okay. Is that uh, a real disease? No. Okay. Uh, but I think the uh, the look Could of that- Could we make it a real disease? We yeah. get a trending? No, definitely. Let's get a trending. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hashtag retroviral hyperplasia. <laughs> but I don't- Look, I don't hate the look so much because I've seen New Goblin. So I look sure. at this and go- it's not New Goblin, is it? No. And it's it, it, at the very least we get a kind of like a Goblin-esque face yeah. as opposed to just ski goggles or whatever New Goblin had. Ski goggles and a sword. Yeah. And a snowboard. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, a, and a bomb to the face. Sure. But, yeah, I think that transfer... I'm gobbling up this powder, you <laughs> would say, on the slopes. <laughs> gobbling it up. Hence the name, guys. Oh, I've hit my head. <laughs> oh. oh, no. But I think his transformation, it's like, it, it's quite grotesque and horrifying, which mm. I think a lot of Spider-Man transformations in the movies and the comics, you know, they can tend to be. Yes. And it all, of course, culminates in a, a fight with Electro um, where he's playing the Spider-Man tune on some, on some big electricity coils. I have, I have a note there. The Spider- that's, that's obviously the Spider-Man tune. Um, Peter Parker's ringtone is also the Spider-Man theme. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, this is just a fun little Easter egg for the fans. 
It's a fun little note. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're there to enjoy it. But we're not here to enjoy it, James. We're here to pick holes in the logic of stuff that doesn't need to be explained. So what, what song is that in the real universe? Is it Mumford and Sons? <laughs> it might be Mumford. You should Shazam it. I should. That's that Spider-Man theme. It must be a real song in that universe. So what song is well, it? Well, isn't it Itsy Bitsy Spider he's doing now? Oh. Maybe, maybe it is. Should we put this in the extended audio? Yeah, maybe. So you don't get roasted on YouTube. But the, on, it's... He, <laughs> The Spider-Man theme is played on... on, on 100%. Parkers. That is 100% true. Yeah. Mm. I like that he's a weird dubstep monster. I think that's cool, maybe. I love that he's a weird dubstep monster, but he also has like a, like a whimsical flute theme before he gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's just standing there and it's like... And then, of course, we get the, uh, the fight with um, the goblin at the end where they kind of beat the tar out of each other, which culminates in... And we haven't really talked about her. God, this is a whole movie about culminating, isn't it? There's it so much is. culmination. It might be too much, another thing about mm. it. Uh, the death of Gwen Stacy, which is not dissimilar from the comic. Mm. Uh, I do want to talk about how a lot of things were left out of this and changed uh, in a minute. But I think that moment, like some of the things in this movie, is like a, is like a genuinely kind of touching, sad moment because I think those two work well together. Uh-huh. The, the problems with these movies are not those two together. Correct. You know? Mm-hmm. And look, the idea of Gwen Stacy in the comic is mostly to be like, oh, she's she, she dies. Like, that's what people really know her for until she comes back. But I think, it, I think it works because they're good together. I agree, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. We've only really had, you know, we've had a couple of hours with these characters together. And if, yeah. if their chemistry was kind of wooden, we'd be like, yeah. Good. <laughs> we say good. It's good that that woman died. <laughs> she was gobbling up too much screen time. <laughs> Hence the name. Uh, I've written here. It's not all awful. I want to name some things that aren't awful. Terrific. I think if you cut probably forty minutes out of this, okay. I think there's actually a very solid movie here. Like genuinely, would it still be intelligible? I think. Who it would. cares? Okay, great. Yeah, I think so. But the core of this is something, and I think this movie is much maligned because it tries to do too much and set up so much. Mm. And I think that kind of shades over all the things that that are actually good about it. I think making Gwen Stacy an actual person is interesting. Sure is. Because, again, she only became an interesting person after she comes back from the dead in the comics, which, again, I do want to come back to because that ties into something that was cut out. I think the final scene where kid Spider-Man wants to step up to the rhino, Paul Giamatti's in this, uh, wants to step <laughs> up to the rhino, is good and shows, like... I mean, that kid's dumb. That kid shouldn't He'd do die. that. Yeah. That guy's got guns and missiles and that. He's in a, a big rhino doesn't suit. Doesn't even need the guns and missiles. Just squish you. Yeah, but that kid was only seeing the behind-the-scenes imagery of that. Have you seen that? It's it's pretty funny. Just like standing on a box and he's in <laughs> and he's in a big box. Ping pong big... balls on his face, probably. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, nice. But I think you know Spider-Man inspiring the city, and then you know, and then Spider-Man disappearing, then actually showing up and like kind of New mm-hmm, York mm-hmm. like rallies behind him. And, you know, the rhino's like, come down here so, I, you know, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, you want me to come down there so you can kill me? All right, you know, let's do mm-hmm. it. I think that's all, like, really great. I mean, they probably shouldn't have shown that scene in the trailer. Sure. The last scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. There was something like... F- but that's not uncommon in a Hollywood movie no. trailer. Less so now, I guess. But there was something like 47 minutes of this that was released in promotional material oh, yeah. like prior yeah. to this movie coming out. Was that was was that all that was released prior to this movie coming out, James? Oh mate, I, I got so I got so much stuff to say. Do you want me to talk about deleted scenes first or the Sony hack? It's dealer's choice. Spin the wheel. Deleted scenes. Alright, here we go. 
Andrew Garfield revealed that the original script focused more on the relationship between Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker, as well as the evolution of Max Dillon into the psychotic Electro and Harry Osborn's descent into madness. Whoa. During production at the behest of Sony Studios, the story underwent a major overhaul to introduce a number of additional characters from the Spider-Man mythos, mm. including Rhino Blackcat, Dr. Kafta, Kafta, Kafta. And allusions to Mysterio, Vulture, Doctor Octopus, and Craven the Hunter, and mm-hmm. little little. I don't know if you saw. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Harry Osborn's hologram table of secrets. Yeah, there's a reference to Doctor Morbius. There is. I think there's a and ben- a reference to Australia Project. <laughs> What's that? Do you think they're referring to the TV show The Project, <laughs> the light news and entertainment show that's been on for a hundred years? Maybe it was that. Maybe. Do you think they're referring to the Australian TV show Tilt the Room? Yes. <laughs> the two TV shows we have. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and the hopes of this was, you know, cre- create a line of, you know, sequels and spin-off movies. Uh, Shailene Woodley was cast as Mary Jane Watson. Oh, yeah. There is behind-the-scenes imagery of this. This was entirely cut, obviously, because it's 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 two, it's like over two and a half hours. It's a long movie, yes. You can't squeeze that in. There was also more for Felicia Hardy to do as Black Cat. If you don't know Felicia Hardy, uh, who's played by... Gianerso, who has a different name. She sure does. Fuck, what's her name? Emily something? No. It's Felicity something. No, No, that's the name of the character. No, that's Felicia. Felicity Jones. There we go. You are 100% right. Thank you. Uh, It's too close. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, she's she's the black cat. And they were going to be also like hinted at being more of a love interest. Yeah, right. So she was going to do some actual black cat stuff as opposed to secretary stuff, which she's not known for in the... Comics, really. Generally not, no. Mm, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like discounted from like the history of Spider-Man comics. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's incredibly accurate. According to director Mark Webb, the transformation from man to goblin, sure. <laughs> it was more grotesque and involved things like Harry's teeth shattering and then oh. regrowing, but they showed it to a bunch of kids in mm-hmm. like a test audience and they were like, we don't like this. We don't <laughs> like this at all. Why'd you put this in this movie? <laughs> we, we're terrified of this thing you've done. And the idea is also that the Green Goblin is conscious when Gwen Stacy dies. You'll notice that he like gets knocked out and he's not there to gloat and do yeah, his right, thing. Yeah, right, right. And he's de- and he comes down. And he starts laughing at Peter. So there was a few different variations on this. Uh-huh. One was he's the one who cuts the web, which yeah, lead, right. which leads to her death. One is that he fatally stabs her, and one is where he breaks her neck with his bare hands. Wow, uh, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a, yeah, so many options. But it's interesting though that her death is different than in the comics. In the comics, uh, it's Spider- a choice. Yeah, well, sort of. Well, it's, it's more well, like the. I'll stop. So well, I was going to say, Spider- go. in, go. in the comic, Spider-Man catches her with the web before she hits the ground, but her neck snaps. In this, she actually hit. He's too late. Yeah, and the, and she her body hits the ground. Yeah. As also, as- Green Goblin. Not that green in this movie. Should have used his magic blood. Could have brought her back. That's true. Turn her into a goblin woman. <laughs> That's right. It says she's gobbling up these bloody floorboards. <laughs> Hence the name. Oh, and as a result of any of those versions of what they didn't put in, he nearly beats the green goblin to death. And there's sure. actually this one image of it. Here it is. What do you think, Mason? Wow. Yeah, he loves it. He can't see it, but he loves it. He knows. Uh, Sexy. There was also <laughs> This was also in the trailers and promotional material. But Peter Parker was under surveillance as well. Yeah, because they're, they're the, the men in the van. Yeah. But is there an additional van? Surely not. Well, I think the idea initially was that they're following Peter Parker because they think something's up with him yeah, and maybe right. the ties to Richard Parker or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but I might also have a reason for why that's not in the movie, which I'll talk boring. about. It's very boring. Um, there's also a fully released scene, which you might have seen, where Peter Parker is at 
a cemetery, as he often is sure. in these movies, and his father just walks up. Huh? Have you seen that? No, but that is that's some swinging for the fences. That's just like. We'll put it in and we'll see what happens in the sequel. Maybe he'll be the chameleon. Maybe he'll be a ghost or a hologram or something. Imagination, don't know. Yeah. Uh, at this point, a funeral is pretty common fare for a Spider-Man. Oh, movie. yeah. I'm saying Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, don't do a funeral challenge. If you're out there, Kevin Feige, you're watching this, you're not. But if you were, um, I don't know if you planned a funeral for, for No Way Home. If you filmed it, just take it out. Just be like, hey, it's it's MJ or or, or Ned or, yeah. or 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 Aunt May or whatever. They could just be like, "You thought I was dead, but I wasn't." Just scrape my knee. <laughs> Fine, actually. Yeah, I think I've mentioned this before, but four out of these five Spider-Man movies feature a funeral at the end. Mm. This is one of those. Um, the Sony hack. Yeah, this is interesting stuff because shouldn't all- use those vios. Is all I'm saying. Not safe, apparently. Anyway, this was our second ad for Sony vios. <laughs> We should also mention that they use Google and this as opposed to Bing. That's right, yeah. As if that's like a noteworthy thing that we should bring up, I guess. Now there was a Maybe we should use Bing. Maybe we should. Have you ever tried Bing? Accidentally. Maybe it's good. (laughs) Who knows? No one knows. knows. Isn't the number one search term on Bing for Google? Did did you tell me that? Sounds like something I would make up. Maybe. (laughs) Anyways, among the ideas for proposed sequels and spin-offs and all that, we got the Amazing Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man 4, Sam Raimi coming back for a potential something. <laughs> just a just a, a movie of him coming back. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, Sinister Six, Black Cat, a Venom solo movie, but a different Venom solo movie, mm-hmm, yeah. and an Aunt May prequel where she's maybe a spy or something. I should point out that a lot of these or some of these are just like spitballing. Oh, yeah, sure. Which I'm sure studios do all the time. Yeah, yeah. You're telling me that Warner Brothers haven't gone... Ah, uh, Bruce Wayne's ah, uh, Bruce Wayne's butler's dad is a is. Oh no, they did that in the show. They maybe made it. they actually made that show. Yeah, <laughs> great point, me. Um. <laughs> and that's how they pitched it in the room as well. They're like, oh, Bruce Wayne's butler's daddy's ah, uh, and the executives are like, sold. <laughs> Stop digging. You've struck gold. Like I was trying to pick something mm. that would be dumb to do. Too late. They've done them all. <laughs> anyway, there was also among this. Notes from Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah. Extensive notes about how to fix this movie. Okay. Which essentially plays like just an episode of what we do here, except much better, much more coherent. And he's got some power and some say in these things. Yeah. So here's... This for isn't, now. For, yeah. Here's some of it, but not all of it. Okay. Okay. There are too many storylines, and we need to choose which ones we are focusing on and lift out the other ones, i.e. could reduce Father's arc to just Roosevelt. I don't know who that is or what that is. I cannot oh, remember. the station. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the train that that comes out of the ground, you need the coins from the whatever. Does one of Kevin Feige's notes say, so do you get the subway tokens back or (laughs) how's that work? If you run out of subway, are they special subway tokens? Are they standard subway tokens? If you run out of subway tokens, if they're they're just regular subway tokens, why would you hide them in the calculator? Yeah. Just have them in your pockets. If they're special subway tokens, if you run out of subway tokens, can you not go to your lab anymore? (laughs) No. Are you making the coins in the lab? Or do you get them somewhere else? Lock yourself out of your lab. All right. Because your coin-making machine's in there. Well, we agree with you, Kevin Feige. Uh, could have cut the plane crash out. Hmm? Disagree. Cross-promotional <laughs> marketing synergy. You, what do you know, Kevin Feige? <laughs> and also... Producer of the most popular franchise in film history. And also Richard destroying spiders and start on the armoured car. Don't start with Spider-Man. Let the danger slash stakes to New York City build first and then have Spider-Man enter the scene heroically. Tone down Paul Giamatti's performance so he seems a bit more menacing and less cartoonish. 
Strong disagree there. Yep. <laughs> very true. Yeah. I like seeing his little briefs. Yeah. His little rhino underwear, whatever right, he was yeah. wearing. Uh, really loved Electro. Feels like you may not need the scene in his apartment, which makes him seem completely crazy and hard to relate to. Yeah. Nobody, it's my birthday or something. Shut up. Right? Shut up, nerd. There is too much back and forth with Peter and Gwen. Can we cut the dim sum scene so it doesn't feel so repetitive of their breakup in the last movie? Can Peter be more honourable and definitive and less wishy-washy? All the special backstory with his super scientist dad fights with the idea that Peter is a normal kid from Queens who becomes the greatest superhero in the world. Andrew's performance is all over the place. Whoa. Ooh, he's, he's a character. What are you talking about? I like him. A lot of cro- What I like about Andrew Garfield is clearly he's just gone... Well, I made my money with my Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I'm just going to do weird indie movies from now on. And then a Spider-Man cool. movie, of then course. Then come back for a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> money ran out, maybe. I don't know. A lot of crying and then a lot of media. Hard to track him emotionally sometimes. It undermines his reaction to Gwen's death because he gets upset and emotional a lot. Mm. Don't like the idea that Mary tells Peter his parents were spies because two seconds later he finds out that they are not and it fights against... <laughs> <laughs> and then again fights with the idea that he's an ordinary kid. Surveillance scene should be about following Harry, not Peter. Correct. No one should be following Peter. Mm. There you go. Maybe interconnect to the ending montage and hearing Gwen's speech with someone going into the special projects and revealing more Easter eggs and see the rhino case has been broke into and the suit is missing. Great way to transition into the rhino ending. Which they, they ended up doing some version of that. Yeah, but the guy comes in and he and he goes through the lab and then the the, the news reporter's like, where's Spider-Man? This, this rhino oh, yeah. character's... Causing a bit of a ruckus. I want to talk about that guy in a minute. Okay, great. Spider-Man needs to feel more directly responsible for preventing the planes from crashing. Why is that even there at all, though? They just come to that plane. They're like, this plane of people you don't know. This isn't the Dark Knight on the boat. No one gives a shit. Get rid of this. Uh, And the last note I've got here is, don't show New Yorkers looting, which is probably a good point. Yeah. My goodness. New Yorkers love looting. Come on. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, they that's they're not they're not they put on a they put on a Yankees cap and they yep. do some looting and it's great fun. It's they, a tradition. They put on a second hat that says I heart looting. That's right. <laughs> on top of that hat. Yeah. Now, it was also revealed in these leaks that Marvel was initially interested in merging these universes together, but it kind of fell through. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why also Kevin Feige was involved in these notes because he's like if I have to inherit this version of Spider-Man, yes. can you make it better, please, for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, of course, soon after this, Andrew Garfield was fired for speaking out against the movie and also not meeting with a bunch of like executives or whatever. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah, but like, fuck it. If I made this, I'd be like, nah, I'm not going to that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. yeah. But he, he missed one meeting, is that? Yeah. That's, okay, all right, great. Yeah. Maybe it was an important meeting. Maybe it was an important meeting. There's a lot of synergy happening. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the crucial bio meeting. <laughs> you want some amazing trivia, whatever this segment was called? We some amazing trivia, yes, please. <laughs> Small text, full stop at the end. Some amazing trivia. Uh, they wanted to recast J. Jonah Jameson, but couldn't find someone to live up to the part. So no one. So no one. Just an email. An email, yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but there's a mid-credits teaser in this for Fox's X-Men Days of Future Past, exclusively in cinemas. Oh. We got the goblin's head in a jar or whatever happened. There's a goblin head in a jar deleted, um, ending or whatever, Oh, I think. 
Look, I stopped before the end, but I'm pretty okay. sure it was there. That's yeah, from right. memory. And that movie's produced by 20th Century Fox, right? That's true. But director Mark Webb, he violated a contract with Fox to make this film. So in order to return the favour, Sony were like, okay, we'll promote an unrelated X-Men movie in this. That's interesting. Yeah. Gustav Fears. All right. Gustav Fears, Mason. You know the character of Gustav Fears? He's, he's appeared in both movies. God, let me think. <laughs> Can I narrow down who this guy is? Is he a guy in the lab? Yeah, he's a guy in the lab. He's one of the. He's, he's in the lab at one point. Gustav Fuse. You don't see his face, and he wears a hat. He's that guy. Couldn't couldn't place him. Probably because of the hat. You know, he's got the. He's the sinister man. He's oh, that showing... guy. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Bucket hat. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bucket hat. Okay, should have said Mr. Bucket hat. So Gustav Fears, also known oh, as Gustav Fears. <laughs> Gustav Fears, also known as the gentleman, oh. is a mysterious criminal and associate of Harry Osborne and Oscorp Indu- uh, in- Industries. Um, it is rumored that the man that tried to kill Peter's parents in the prologue of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was either a younger Gustav Fears... Gustav Fears! Uh, ...who survived falling out of the plane, or his, <laughs> or his brother, Carl Fears. Carl Fears. A.K.A. The Finisher. Wow. So, there you, there you go. It's wow. rumoured that that's the case. Incredible. <laughs> and just quickly... Can't wait for their spin-off, <laughs> Tears for Fears. Because I died or my brother died. We're sad about or it. Or we're the same person Maybe or something. Maybe we're the same, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there was an alternate ending among many. Uh, it was from an unused draft of the screenplay. We've got seven endings for this. We don't know what to use, which one to use. Could we use them all, Kevin? Can we use all of them? No? All right, we've got to pick one. All right. So uh, this screenplay had Gwen surviving Spider-Man's climactic showdown with the Goblin. She's critically injured. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that thing I said was a joke. It's a th- okay. Uh, in order to save her life, Spider-Man performs an emergency transfusion using his own blood. And as a side effect, this act endows her with power similar to Peter Parker's. In the final scene, Gwen, in her Spider-Gwen costume, now calling herself the White Widow, uh, joins Spider-Man's fight against the Rhino. Huh. I think that would have been okay to do. I would have liked that. And again, she's actually a character here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. prior to her death, unlike yeah, yeah. the comics. So... Why not? Well, I mean, probably because the Spider-Man DNA wouldn't work on her because she's not But she a... doesn't have the Green Goblin disease, Mason. Oh, that's a good point also, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would also suggest that Peter Parker now can provide the cure for death. I mean, that is the problem generally with <laughs> yeah. with, with magic blood that can bring anybody back to life. That, that is true. present a little bit of an issue. But he could just be like, well, that was my last bit of blood. <laughs> Can't give out any more blood. Nah, I'm out of blood. Mm-hmm. I'm bloodless. Yeah. I'm a bloodless boy. I'm 30. Anyway... Uh, but I think that would have been nice, and you know, it's a different continuity. Yes, yeah, so when Stacy doesn't have to die, and again, she is back in the comic yeah. books, a parallel universe version of her. So it's fine. They should actually bring back Emma Stone in the role for real, legit. Yeah. Cool, and it's too legit for me to quit. Maybe they will. Yeah, maybe they will. Maybe uh, they have in the new one. Yeah, yeah. This is and actually- if not, we get it trending, and then they have to. <laughs> we make them. We make them do it. <laughs> we get the fans in a bloodlust for bringing back Emma right. Stone. Hashtag hyperplasia paracetamol or whatever it was. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then they're just outside Marvel headquarters <laughs> stamping their feet and yelling. And they're like, oh, we're going to pay Emma Stone. We're going to get Emma Stone back. And she's like, I'm busy. I'm doing another thing. And they're like, it's not. You, you cannot be busy, Emma Stone. We'll all be killed. <laughs> They've surrounded Marvel headquarters. 
Uh, this movie, though, uh, I don't think I mentioned the budget last week of the first one. Mm-hmm. That was made for about $230 million and made 758 which is far from a flop. Mm. Not the highest grossing, but it, it's not expected that it would be because it's like it's a reboot, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, this one offered $293 million budget. That's more. With an additional marketing budget of $190 million. Man, that's this, heaps. This Sony Vise. It must be worth a pretty uh, penny, mate. That's right. Um, this only made $709 million, which caused everything to fall down and nobody <laughs> yeah. cares and whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. Mm. What a movie. I still think it's not all terrible. Like, I I, that's maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I think <laughs> there's enough stuff here at its core that... I think it's a very popular opinion. I think you're just saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> maybe you haven't I had know. a bloody original thought in your life. Yes. Yeah. Look, and don't get me wrong. It's a fucking disaster. Like, it's an absolute... Just shit smeared on a wall of ideas of a movie. It's too much. Too many ideas. But there's still, again, the core of it. If you whittled a bunch of it down, mm-hmm. sure, why not? I bet someone has. Who? Um, you? No. Why? <laughs> Ugh. To learn how to use editing software. <laughs> a lot of work. No, well, thank you. Yeah. I think there's even ideas in this which make it better than The Amazing Spider-Man because it's less of a retread. Yeah. I mean, how can it be a retread when there's this many ideas? Like, it's that's not even possible anyway. I don't even know if what I'm saying makes any sense or if that's even a good point. Anyways, this is... You just want to gobbling up the runtime of this video, James. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this here every week. And if you'd like to see these videos early, you can actually head over to bigsandwich.co where they go up. Just early, like I said. Heaps early. Uh, Sometimes a little bit early. Sometimes a little bit early. There's also bonus podcasts. There's also movie commentaries. There's also our podcast, The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out there a full day early. That's right. And here's a hint towards what's coming next week on Caravan of Garbage. That's right. We're looking at Tilt the Room. (laughs) Australia's own. (laughs) Wow. Um, I think it's Ghostbusters. I think we're doing Ghostbusters stuff or whatever. We couldn't just do novelty Australian game shows for a few weeks. We could do Tilt the the Room. We could do Hole in the Wall. We could do the one where they all learn to ice skate and all the contestants broke their ankles as they were filming it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ankle snapper. (laughs) Ankle snapper snapper down under. Yeah, that's right. But if you do have any suggestions for Caravan of Garbage, please uh, let us know. If there's anything specific Spider-Man that you'd like us to cover, because now we've done all the mainline movies, yeah. but there's so much other stuff, obviously, like animated comics, whatever, please let us know. I'm at Mr. There's Spider-Man comics? Not, not to my knowledge. I think they're coming. They're, they're going to spin off the movie. A bit of a tie-in. Okay, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you want us to review, like, Spider-Man Happy Meal toys or something? We'll do it. We'll do it. Just send them to us. <laughs> Anyways, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. Thank you to Ben and Lawrence for the edit. I've done uh, it again. Absolutely exhausting work. <laughs> but we'll see you guys next time. Uh, grab that Jemmy, guys. We'll see you real soon. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.